The Biden administration heads to Virginia to tout their abortion plan. That plan, kill all the babies. The New Hampshire primary takes place. No surprises what happens on either the Republican or the Democrat side. We break that down as the race hurdles toward South Carolina. And the least surprising headline in the world that's being treated as important today on the Palmetto Family Matters show. A lot to get to on the Wednesday edition of the program. It is Wednesday, January 24th, the year of our Lord, 2024. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. You didn't even give me the chance that time. That was You're fast. Right. Uh, for, for that, you get ding, ding. Thank you, sir. Some of our folks are happy about that one. Here's looking at you, Mr. Eddie Benton. All right, so. Wow. name shout out and everything. Sure. That's cool. Plenty to get to on day today's break? program. New Hampshire primary took place last night. We have 96% of the precincts reporting. And guess what, folks? Nikki Haley only finished last by just a little bit. She didn't necessarily finish last, but she did finish as... And, of the and people who are no, still running. No offense. It, uh, Ryan Binkley is still in the race. Asa Hutchinson still in the race. Asa dropped out. When? Like a week ago. Ryan Binkley is still in the race. Yes, and he WTF got... WTF hats, that means way to freedom. He's a Dallas pastor. And he got less votes than Mike Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, and Ron DeSantis, all of whom dropped, dropped out. out. I don't know who Rachel Swift is, but she got 96 votes. No offense um, to Nikki Haley. Uh, for a long time, second place in any race. Perry Johnson got 24 votes. Has been called first loser. So oh, it, she's given speeches like she won. Yeah, the the speeches last night, which we'll get to in just a second. I mean, um, vociferously awkward. I think by both sure. uh, front <clears throat> running candidates. Uh huh. And I'll just be honest with you, Justin. I am a little surprised. I am surprised. I called it. Uh, I don't think I did this on the show on Monday, but I did give a number to how many points she would lose by, and I was clearly wrong. Clearly, I said yep. 19. Most polls or most vote counts have her right at about 11% loss. Yeah. Um, but Trump, once again, uh, former President Trump, once again, clearly had the lion's share of not just the plurality, but the majority of votes of delegates in the state of New Hampshire. Ooh, easy for you to say. Yeah. New Hampshire, where Nikki Haley had a distinct advantage in that many of the voters who voted for her last night and pledged their primary ballot, their vote for her, were either A, independent, or B, Democrat because of the open primary in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, Nikki Haley's also challenging Donald Trump to a debate after last night's results. Again, at that point, it was a six-percentage difference a couple of weeks ago, Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, part of the Sununu dynasty, if you will, his father John uh, was the uh, chief of staff for George Herbert Walker Bush. He said that there'd be no doubt that Nikki Haley was going to win here in New Hampshire. No, no doubt about it. Then two days ago, he says, well, no one's expecting her to win. So we're already in the change the narrative, change the projection change the ceiling types of moments what we're what we're dealing with here is a complete disconnect of communication uh currently in south carolina and i and i've got to pull it up 
2024 GOP polling. I, I don't have the most recent South Carolina numbers, but what I can 34. tell you, it's 34. Yeah, 34. It's not particularly close. And again, as we mentioned on Monday... That's kind. You have, yes, you have the entire apparatus of South Carolina leadership sans two, and that'd be Congressman Ralph Norman for Nikki Haley and Congressman Jim Clyburn for President Biden. Other than that, the state is full-scale Trump. Other than that, the state of South Carolina, the electorate here in the Republican Party is very attuned and very dialed into the cultural issues. And when it comes to the cultural issues, um, let me see if I can be quite frank about this. Donald Trump runs circles around Nikki Haley's campaign right now. And to the extent that not as much as the other candidates would have. Again, I would argue that on some cultural issues, Donald Trump and Nikki Haley are very similar. However, it appears, and the there the the vision is as though Donald Trump is stronger on those things because despite what he says, his actions are more conservative. I think we can point to Supreme Court justice nominations and 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 those who are now seated on the court and what they've done to bolster rights since they were put on the court on the court. Now, Donald Trump won with fifty four point four percent of the votes as it stands right now. Twelve delegates uh, he's picked up. That doesn't matter. Donald Trump's the nominee of the Republican Party. The chairwoman of the Republican Party has said that it's time for the party to unite around Donald Trump. Yes. And she would like that to happen as soon soon as possible because the RNC needs money. People are donating specifically to Donald Trump right now. She needs them to donate to the Republican Party. Well, they're donating to his legal fund. Correct. With the e- what do you call those? The the trading cards and the, the NFTs. Chain NFT. So yeah. On another note, there were so there was a legitimate concern amongst Democrats because the DNC, with the at the behest of the Biden campaign, ripped away Iowa and New Hampshire and placed South Carolina as the first state on the calendar uh, for the Democrat primary process this year uh, because South Carolina has more black people. Um, well, there was a truly more emblematic of the the diver- diversity of the nation. South Carolina has more black people, so they moved the the primary first one to South Carolina, but New Hampshire, thumb in the eye, we're still having our primary. There are two candidates running against Joe Biden in the in the Democrat primary, and that'd be Congressman Dean Phillips and author Jim Crystal Lady Marianne Williamson. And everyone said who and who? Well, so Dean Phillips, he's been a bit more outspoken. Is he the guy that played? Recently. Is he the guy that played Superman on the TV show? No. Oh, that was Dean Kane. Okay. Yes. Wait, the show Smallville? No, no, no. Oh. Before that. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. It definitely is he the guy that hosts the Oprah spinoff, Doctor Phil? No, no, never mind. Doctor Phil. Phil, not Doctor. He's a congressman. How dare you? He's a congressman. From New Hampshire? No. Oh. He just doesn't have a lot of name ID. <laughs> no kidding. Okay? But the problem is Joe Biden was not on the ballot, so the Biden campaign doesn't care about um and i know what you're about to do to me the biden campaign doesn't care about him being on the ballot but they wanted folks to write him in and they did joe biden secured 54.8 percent of the vote purely on write-in votes beating dean phillips congressman dean phillips by about forty thousand votes dean phillips it's the midwest okay it's the midwest for a month minnesota i owe you lunch for a month now that's once a week Lunch for a month. You nailed it. All Hold right. him to it, folks. And, I didn't and, look at the and screen. And we'll go, we'll go to Halls one of those times if you can give me the right district. 
How many districts are there? I have no idea. I'm going to say is over it, 10. Is it a double digit? No. It's a low digit number? Yeah. No. Here we go District to District 7. Third. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Hey, there are, we'll plenty, go to of re- anyways. There are plenty of restaurants wings, in, in here Columbia that are just as good. Uh, folks, I need you to hold him to that because I didn't look at the screen. No, he did and not. And I had no idea. That was impressive. So, again, th- th- there's not much to break down here um, other than... It just solidifies what we thought. It's that Donald Trump is far and away the nominee for president of the United States from the Republican Party. And the sooner everyone is okay with that, maybe the better off you are hurtling toward a general election. We know what the general election is going to be. We know what the conversations are going to be. I don't believe I don't believe we get a debate no. between these two. I and don't think I, we get a debate at all. Personally... Personally, I think Donald Trump should take the same tack, and we can talk about this in future shows. Donald Trump should take the same tactic in 2024 that Joe Biden took in 2020. And that would be, that would be bunker. Basement campaign. Donald Trump, I know he likes doing the rallies. Do one every now and again in your key battlegrounds. Well, I'll tell you, that's exactly what Biden's going to do. No, no, that's the thing. Joe Biden has to be out. He's the president of the United States. You don't think he goes to the basement in Delaware? No, he can't. He can't. He's the president of the United States. So what happens when he holds a rally in... uh, Virginia. Virginia. Richmond. uh, I'm trying to think. Petersburg, because that's south of Richmond. Uh, It's the Richmond, north of Richmond. It's actually the poor people north of... Richmond mm-hmm. or south of Richmond, um, and it's a it's an area where he should turn people out to be at a rally, and it's an underwhelming presence. Yes, that'll happen. What happens? That'll happen. And the media covers it. It only they fuels cover it glowingly. What? No, they don't. It only fuels the fervor to remove him from. Because remember, we've moved past Joe Biden. He's an old white man. And we've got to have somebody cool, young, hip, fresh like Hillary Clinton or Gavin Newsom or uh, Michelle Obama and or another old white man, but cool, and from the state of West Virginia. So he knows the plight of the everyman. Sure. How about a Joe Manchin? Well, I... And, and I Joe, Joe Manchin's being, being courted by... Watch. By the third party. Watch, ladies and gentlemen... We can't say – maybe you did hear it first. We've said it a couple times now. Watch. it. It It's a centrist move to play to the middle and chip off Donald Trump's vote. Well, they did that sort of with Joe Biden. He yeah. campaigned as oh, a moderate certainly. and then played wildly would, to the left. Do you remember who was the odds-on favorite for the Democratic Party? And he had hardly even been in any races yet. Who was the odds-on favorite for the Democratic Party before Jim Clyburn crowns Joe Biden king Bernie. in South Carolina? No. Mayor of Mayor Pete? No, Mayor of New York. Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah, Everybody sure. saw him in ascendancy. I want to go to have you seen the clip of um oh my goodness. Uh uh I almost said his name. Shame on me. I should have had this pulled up. Have you seen the clip of our, our friend from Fox News who's no longer at Fox News? Tucker? Tucker. Thank you. My goodness. Have you seen the clip of him laying out a path for Nikki Haley's presidency? Yes. The one where Donald Trump gets um, indi- uh, not just indicted but charged, tried, convicted, um, and then she rises with all of the uh, elite 
Republican money takes over and sails to the nomination or wins a battle on the floor. And then as a result of that, she, you know, whoever the Democrats put against her, she can't win. Or, or they, they can't win. She wins clearly. And she's the president. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. I felt that just a little bit. Now, once again, I was only off by eight points. Um, I felt that just a little bit when the early numbers started coming in last night in um, in New Hampshire, and it was like five points. I was like, whoa, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Of course, by the end of the night, it's 11 points, and she loses handily. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've said all along, I believe the former president needs challenged, and he needs challenged as much as possible to draw him as close or as far to the right as possible, as conservative as possible, and we need to hold him accountable for the commitments he makes on the primary campaign trail. But, but, many, many, tackle you, Farson. The writing is right. on the wall. I, I, I'm sorry, Governor, Ambassador, dear friend to many in the state of South Carolina. Governor Ambassador Haley, uh, you know, and this isn't me saying it because I'm a Trump guy. If you know me, you know the truth. Uh, it's over. Right. It is over. This race is, I what, what, let me ask you this, and we're, we're, we really haven't prepared this. We're just having fun. We're both really weird political junkies. What would it take for Donald Trump not to be the nominee? And don't, don't I mean, don't say the obvious, because we don't want to overstate that. I mean, that's probably what it would take. He is no longer... He's no longer capable of being alive. Oh, that okay. literally would probably be the so only like thing. So, like, the Clintons get mad at him and... Yeah, or yeah, uh, something it. something happens in that respect, or for whatever reason, some of these uh, ridiculous charges actually get upheld, and um, he gets convicted of those. I, other than that, there's no real opportunity for anybody else, and there's nothing wrong with that. What, what we do, what needs to be understood, and we talked about this on Monday, is there's no real clear path ahead for Nikki Haley. My suggestion would be to drop out now before you get embarrassed in your home state. That would be my perspective. And again, if she were to do that and offer an olive branch to Donald Trump, I wouldn't put it past him to make her Secretary of State. We have to start shifting the the narrative to the general election, looking at how you make our federal government more conservative And that means being smart and being wise instead of foolish on how we staff a cabinet. Uh, There are a lot of faults you can have with the former president. The one that makes the most sense and is the least hyperbolic is that he did not do a good job in picking his people. He did not pick the best people. He's really, honestly, never been good at that. He doesn't delegate well. Right, and that's some the mark of a good leader is one who pit, selects the right people around him and delegates well. He doesn't delegate well, so he's got to do a good job with that. Now, whether that's Tim Scott as his VP and Nikki Haley as a Secretary of State and Rick Grinnell's running CIA and who knows who's Attorney General, like all of these things will have to be fleshed out if he is president. By the way, I will have you note that I wasn't watching the returns last night. I was watching something much more entertaining. Yeah, but, Gamecock victory. But wow. 
But it will be noted that Inauguration Day is the same day as the College Football National Championship in 2025. Um, whoever made that is an, is an imbecile. But the point is that on that day, not only does the campaign for the next one begin, it's just going to be a really strange cycle. It, it, it really truly is because then how does it play? Republicans have to win back the Senate. I don't think there's any other way of saying that. Conservatives have to be in charge of the Senate. And then can you lengthen that House majority again? It's going to be key because you've got some representatives in certain states, Georgia, who are going around saying that they're going to be – the goal is to eradicate anyone not supportive of Trump from the party. Are you talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene? I am. Okay. Someone, some, sometimes people just need to stop talking and go um, away. I'm speaking. So – as Donald Trump does that, again, the, the goal of the conservative party and the conservative movement should be focusing on the issues, focusing on why this administration for the last three-ish years, a little over three years in fact, has done more harm to the country than good. Force them, on the, force them to be on the defensive. You know what they're going to throw at the other side, Hitler, Stalin, He's a, fascism, he's a draconian dictator. Dictator, authoritarian. Yeah. Now, they're getting out ahead of that, and they're doing that by discussing um, abortion. Joe Biden was in Virginia yesterday holding a campaign rally. He has a bunch of women behind him and a few men. And this is weird. He never does these outside it's always in a very small venue, and he has uplighting behind him, and these signs are saying defend choice and a few other things. Here's, here's President Biden being introduced and, and welcoming people uh, to his little shindig. Hello, Virginia. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. Whoa, the real governor. Terry McAuliffe. Now, Glenn Youngkin is polling really well in Virginia, by the way, so he might have something to say about that, what, considering he won that election. In other words, this guy's going to be the governor in uh, about two years? No, the real governor tells me that, that he, he actually, actually won. So Stacey Abrams was also there? Yeah. I mean, that's Joe Biden being Stacey was Joe, Abrams. Was, was Joe Cunningham there as well? Well, it wasn't close enough here to even mention it. But the real governor, so now it's cool and hip to deny elections. I thought that was a threat to democracy, which, again, we don't have. Joe Biden doesn't stop there. Here's his charge, Mitch. Be, are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready for the leader of the free world to inspire you with strength and deliver a line with such ferocity and such intensity that it causes you to realize we are in control? You hear the eagle Will I be as inspired as I am when I listen to the vice president? More so. Mm. Here's, here's Hit Joe me Biden. with that beautiful bean here's footage. Here's Joe Biden. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, what he meant to say was don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. What? Stop. Stop telling. And I know what you're going to say. Justin, this isn't very Christian of you. You're making fun of an old man with a stutter. Please understand, this isn't a stutter. 
This is a this is a person. It's cognitive disability. By the way, Donald Trump's had a few episodes himself. Sure. I'm not saying one's better did, than the other. What in did this he department. say the other day? He said he kept, uh, he kept saying Nikki Haley instead of Nancy Pelosi. And that yeah, about Capitol Police. January and it was like, 6th. oh, raise your Nikki, hand. Nikki wasn't there. Uh, that we know of. Um, so <laughs> that we know that we know of. Um, no, we're not. We're not. We're not saying she was. That's a joke about the FBI. Anyway, abolished. Anyway, the point is. The man's not all there. <laughs> He's not all there. Not only that, there were multiple, multiple disruptions during his speech. But first, today, Corinne Jean-Pierre, world's oh, best press secretary. Okay, JP. So good that so <laughs> so good that they have to bring the old white guy in to make sure she does a good job. Here's Corinne addressing this statement that Joe Biden made. Is election denying a joke now? What do you mean? You have to say more than just make a random statement. Hey. Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall? <clears throat> he was making a joke about Terry. He was making a joke? joke. He was. I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? He was making a joke about McCall's previous term as governor. How are you guys going to convince people, though, uh, that this idea of denying election results is very bad if President Biden is going out and he, making jokes like okay, this. He did not deny. He did not deny it. He congratulated Governor Yunkin. Matter of fact, uh, when he won his election, he did it out of the gate. Out of the gate. Really, truly. He, uh, he congratulated the governor. And not only that, we've had opportunities to work closely with the governor in, over the past couple of years. And uh, you know, this is a president that works across the aisle. We've seen that uh, many times, and he was making a joke. Um, clearly, this is this is bad. You can't even lie. Well, I almost went totally southern. You can't even lie good. It, it first of all, you can't see it, but you heard it. He's not joking. He's not joking. This is the same reason he called President Trump an illegitimate president. This is the same reason that in 2016 Joe Biden said that he still believed Al Gore won. I, we're a nonpartisan organization. Check me on that. 10-4. Liberals are election deniers. If the election doesn't go their way, the election was bad. It's always been the case. It happens every time. Every time. Yeah. Henry McMaster wins an election here. People are like, oh, that's because we just didn't turn out. Really? Okay. Well, then turn out. Then turn out and vote. When... When Donald Trump wins in 2016, it had absolutely zero to do with the fact that Hillary Clinton is probably the worst candidate to ever run as president of the United States, and that includes Mondale <laughs> and Carter. It's not that Hillary Clinton was unelectable. It's not that people said, you know what, I'm just going to stay home. I don't think Donald Trump would be that bad. Hillary's still pretty bad. I'm not going to vote for her. No, 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 Russia. We are force-fed that for four years. How'd that work out? Joe Biden was not joking. Corinne Jean-Pierre is... I, the, the way she responded to Peter Ducey, by the way, it's amazing to me that these are the same people who lecture us on civility. The condescendence is strong. Yes, because a couple days ago she said, well, your favorite president, and Peter's like, what do you mean my favorite president? You don't know who my favorite president is. Like, I'm a White House correspondent. Um, the condescension is terrible. By the way, in this freeze frame, people, you can't see this at home. Doesn't she like Grinch? That's a Grinch face, isn't it? Feels me like a Grinch mean face. One. Now, I want to get away from that for a second. Grinch on Pierre. Uh, well done. Yeah, I tried. 
um, a little off key. Let's Kamala, back. Kamala, whatever, whatever. Um, she blasted Republicans, according to the AP, as extremists, pew, or pew. so-called extremists, for trying to ban abortions. She singled out Donald Trump for saying he was proud of helping to limit abortions, proud that women across our nation are suffering, proud that women have been robbed of a fundamental freedom, proud that doctors could be thrown in prison for caring for their patients, that young women today have fewer rights than their mothers and grandmothers. How dare he? Wait, hold on. How, how does someone become a grandmother? How does someone... Oh, stop. How does someone become a mother? And don't get technical because we're not doing the birds and the bees. In order to be a mother, you have to have a... A baby. A and fake. then... A small, and then tiny that, human. And that baby has to then grow up, meet a, if, if it's a man, meet a, nice, meet a nice Christian girl. If it's a girl, meet a nice Christian man. Could be a transgender. Stop it. Then, they ha- then those two people have to then have another baby, which makes the original mother the... Grandmother. Okay. Is that how that works? You can only be a mother or a grandmother through reproduction. That's only how this works. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I'm breaking barriers. Glass ceilings. Tearing down the walls. In fact, the fact that I'm a man and talking about this is probably uh, awfully bold and hegemonic. Uh, Also, intrigued by the fact that this is apparently a right, they've said this enough. To where people actually believe that abortion is a constitutional right. These extremists want to roll back the clock to a time before women were treated as full citizens. No one's taking away your right to vote. No one's taking away your right to own property. No one's taking away the right, quote-unquote, that you have to go philander around and do whatever you want to with multiple partners. There's an assumed risk when you participate in such adult activity. Like, even... Even when you're trying to conceive a child, the fact is there's like the tiniest of windows in the tiniest amount of time, and the odds aren't great. But when you participate in this activity, you assume that risk. When you smoke a cigarette, you assume the risk that if you do this enough, you could get cancer. If you drive without a seatbelt on, you assume the risk that there is a possibility that you could, in fact, be flung through the windshield in a bad crash. Let's just say that A, meaning male, no, we'll say meaning female, just so we clear that up. A, meaning female. B, meaning male. C, meaning Could be a child. C means could be a child. It's possible that it could happen. I was told in my Baptist church that now, if we sat close enough that could true. the The problem with this is, is it? <laughs> there's a lot of problems. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. There's a lot of problems with Jess. this. It's just this is continuing. In her speech, she said this quote: "In America, freedom is not to be given. It is not to be bestowed." It is ours by right, and that includes the freedom to make decisions about one's own body. Your argument falls flat because the baby is not yours. Or the baby is yours, but the baby's body is not your body, is what I'm saying. Correct. My body, my choice. And the government, and, and this, not the government telling you what to do. This is from the same woman who pushed a vaccine mandate through OSHA. So please explain to me. How this works. You can't have it both ways. Or can you 
according to a New York Post headline. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the first time that anyone's ever cared enough. Let me me pull this up here. New York Post. Transgender man who had mastectomy discovered to be five months pregnant. A transgender man who underwent a mastectomy while transitioning in Italy was found to be five months pregnant, joining a rare group of so-called seahorse dads. Sweet cheese and crackers. The parent-to-be, referred to only as Marco in Italian media, already had a breast removal operation and was preparing to get rid of their uterus when the pregnancy was discovered at a hospital in Rome. So let me rephrase this. Woman... Already had top surgery. Woman who had mastectomy is five months pregnant. More at eleven. What else? What is there? What is there? This is a woman who is pregnant. Leave it like the woman to be late on getting the uterus removed. And <laughs> stop it! You're gonna. That was Mitch who said that, yeah. not me. Uh, so naturally, they had to stop hormone so treatment. They had to stop it immediately. Italian <laughs> law. Permits abortion after 90 days, only in the case of serious fetal defect or significant health risk for the mother. That's interesting. The country of Italy outlaws abortion after 90 days. But psychological stress from the unusual maternity could justify a therapeutic abortion, said a consultant at a gender dysphoria clinic in Palermo. If Marco's pregnancy goes ahead, Marco will find himself to be both a biological mother and legal father. 2024, ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I have nothing more to add to you other than it's a woman who is pregnant after removing their fully healthy breasts. All because the woman wants to be a man. The good news is there's not a shortage of uh, formula anymore. Correct. Correct. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm just going to start saying I'm sorry after every. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, leave it leave it to the world to make sense. And I think that's, you know, there used to be something known as common sense, and I still, I still think ultimately, according to the very definition of common sense, this is common sense, but anybody with half a modicum of reason sure. in their mind is now extra sensible. Mm-hmm. And so common sense has descended into absolute chaos. Sure. Abject um, lasciviousness. I used a three dollar word SAT there. Word. Um, complete and total spiritual anarchy. Yeah, and and it's what I said the other day in the midst of the debate on help not harm. We are in. We are seeing people practice hedonistic an- anarchy. Sure, no rules. It, who was it that had the no rules just right? I don't remember. It was a it was a no rules just whatever makes you feel good is the day is the order of the day. Sounds like libertarians. And well, just not just beyond that, libertarians do believe in in some sense of order. In this case, it's whatever makes you feel good right now, and then right. in five minutes, if that doesn't make you feel good anymore, you do whatever's next. Yeah, to the harm of you. And potentially everyone around you with no moral or conscience, um, no, no 
consequences whatsoever, and that's dangerous. One final thing, and if you are a part of our email list and part of our email newsletter list, you received this in your inbox yesterday afternoon. I, I have to admit, I was a bit stunned. Um, we are vociferously no behind kidding. House Bill 3424, the Child Online Safety Act. This essentially is the same piece of legislation that has been passed in multiple other states, including Utah and Louisiana, and uh, Texas as well, I believe. This legislation would require the websites or domains that produce pornographic material, at least 33%, as Mm -hmm. the bill currently Mm -hmm. reads, of their website is adult material. It would require these websites to require age verification measures in order for someone to access the site. Now, I believe no one should access these sites. I believe they are detrimental and harmful to all people. All people. But certainly for those under the age of 18. And I think it I think it goes without saying that many young men and boys are their exposure to pornography or pornographic material at a young age significantly stunts their growth, their mental development, and their ability to have relationships with women down the road. It's proven. Yes. So, we have to be doing everything we can to ensure that this isn't happening in South Carolina. This was heard in the Judiciary Subcommittee of the House last week for the second time, passed out of there clean goes to the full Judiciary Committee, which, again, the Judiciary Committee in the House and in the Senate is meant to be a difficult bar. Oh, absolutely. It's meant to be a difficult bar. There were 20 people present in that room who could vote. And when I'm watching this, I haven't told you this yet, Mitch, but when I'm watching it, and I think we both do this, especially in committee. You can't really do it in the House or in the Senate. In the Senate, you kind of can. But in the House, full House votes are hard, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly because it's on the board. But you start counting with your fingers, and one hand you're doing one hand pro, one hand down, and you're you're trying to figure it out. In the full house, you got the board, but in the Senate, you get the you voice. Get the voice, yep. so you're still yep. doing that. Yep. But yep. in the house, but in the committee, yep. you really are relying on your fingers. Yep. And and for some of us, once we some toes. once we <laughs> once we lose count, it can get bad. But I started counting. And now there was one amendment offered that cleaned up language. It mm-hmm. passed pretty quickly. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's interesting. Then no one had any conversation about the bill at all. Like, that's interesting. And then I started counting, and my left hand never moved. Which is usually what we hold as no votes. Correct. The bill passed unanimously, so therefore bipartisanly, in the House Judiciary Committee by a vote of 20 to nothing. Five mm-hmm. people weren't there to vote. Mm-hmm. And I assume if they were there, they'd have voted yes as well. Well, And I know that uh, specifically Brandon Guffey would have voted yes. He's he's authored Obviously. several bills, uh, including one that we're going to be telling you about soon that yep. is just cleaning – I hope will clean up one of the most disgusting things possible. Um, and I'll just give you a hint. It has to do with artificial intelligence. Um, but more on that, maybe right. that's a little bit of a teaser. And we talked to the Attorney General you. about that yes, as well. Absolutely. So the committee voted out twenty to nothing, which which makes me feel very, very good about where it's going to go in the mm-hmm. House, in the full House, and hopefully in the full Senate as mm-hmm. well. I don't listen. 
I don't know if you can find anybody who believes that pornography should be openly available to children. I want them on record. I would like you to be on record to say that. And 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 to be fair, if you vote no on this legislation, I'd like to know why. But very good. Uh, we end with good news today. I, I think this is excellent. I, I think many folks uh, have stories about how pornography and its availability have impacted their lives and impacted their relationships. And I, I think the... The longer we can delay the possibility of a child being exposed to this. Now, again, uh, there are other ways, sure, but why wouldn't we take as many steps as possible to prevent this as we could? So the Child Online Safety Act now heads to the full House of Representatives, and we will let you know. I'm, I'm sure that's probably good into a vote next week. Um, again, another major piece of legislation, another major plank, if you will, in our 2024 legislative outlook, our 2024 legislative priority list, uh, another plank is getting ready to be laid as uh, on that. And what do those planks do? They build a strong foundation to make South Carolina the best place to live, work, and raise a family, and to make South Carolina a place where God is honored, where religious freedom flourishes, where families thrive, and where life is cherished. Ding, ding, ding. Couldn't have said um, it any better. Of course. Hit the post. We will have more for you later this week. In fact, Friday, you will be uh, seeing us on YouTube and Facebook. We're sorry so in if, advance. You, if you haven't subscribed to those venues, we suggest you do that. If you... Uh, are listening to us, of course, on audio. We want to make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. Make sure you uh, like the shows. Make sure you share them with your friends and family. We're only the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show because you allow us to be uh, with your support, and we thank you for that. And speaking of support, we want to thank I Believe SC. IBelieveSC.net is where you can go to get your I Believe license plates. These license plates would share the gospel and proclaim your belief in Christ and his redemptive power. These license plates are funded. It's a ministry funded by multiple denominations from across the state. Low numbers are still available for you. If you'd like to get yours today, you can go to IBelieveSC.net. I Believe SC, a proud uh, presenting sponsor of this program. And if you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, of course, you can go to palmettofamily.org. Make sure you download the Palmetto Family Council app. It's one of the best ways to stay connected with us during this legislative session when things are happening fast and furious. You want to make sure you have everything you need to know at your fingertips. This show is available at your fingertips on that app as well. I hear from a lot of folks who listen on the app, and the best part is you can close out that app. You don't have to keep it up. You can you can move on your phone and do other things with it still playing. So, of course, um, and make sure to download the app. Make, if, you, if you would like to invest in the work that we're doing, we only do that. We're only able to do these things and lay these planks and build a foundation because of your investment in the work that we do. And, of course, subscribe to the email list as well. We send out at least three or four emails a week during this time of year. keeps you updated. I think that's everything. We'll be back on Friday. We have a special guest coming in. You will get to hear from Representative Fawn Petalino uh, discussing her role in uh, the passage of that major piece of legislation just last week and how we are trying to stop the scourge of the transgender ideology on children. And we will talk about all things happening inside the House of Representatives as well. That will be coming to you on Friday along with the rest of our show that will be available for you on Friday afternoon. For Mitch Prosser and our entire team at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching on Fridays and today, specifically listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you, sir. It's the Palmetto Family Matters Show. We'll see you guys on Friday.